0: Welcome, everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. This is our first episode, and we're super
0: excited, but a little bit nervous. Yeah, like, it's my first like time, so it's just a little crazy. Yeah, it's our first podcast ever. But it's going to be amazing. Our podcast is called Sarah and Sloan Take the City. And before we get started, we would like to tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm Sloan Patasek,
1: and I'm 17 years old. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I go to Riverdale Country School, which is in the Bronx.
0: Hey, I'm Sarah, my pronouns are she and her. I am 16, I am a junior at Urban Assembly of Design and Construction.
1: We have a lot of amazing guests today, and we're gonna be talking about virtual versus in-person school and then learning in general. Yeah. Um, we're very excited for
0: today. It is a very hot topic that is going on, and. We want to talk about it, because we all have different feelings. So yeah, so I can't wait to see how it goes. So, Salone, I have some great questions to ask you about Harvard School, and I would love if you could answer them.
1: Oh, same. I have some questions for you as well. So we should get started. Do you want to go first?
0: Yes, ma'am. So let's get started. If throughout remote learning, or like, hybrid learning how, like, sometimes you still manage to be motivated, because honestly, the motivation, I can't, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not motivated to do a lot of things, and so that's something that I guess.
1: Like, how do I stay motivated? Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a long attention span, so sometimes when I, in between, like, assignments, or in the middle of assignments, even, um, like, during homework, I like get away from my desk I either like I go to eat a snack or I like scroll on TikTok for a little bit because that's my favorite app um and I just take a little break and then I come back and I start over and like kind of fresh and that's like a new
0: I mean for me I mean I love like honestly when it comes to motivation it takes me sometimes to get in there because like I could see something and I'm like I don't feel like doing this. I just don't feel like doing it. And so it's like, it takes me, but it's like, I realized that, you know, like I'm in my junior year now. So it's like, I know this is literally a tough year for me and I haven't even begun yet. And I'm already stressed. Like, it's so weird. Like I haven't even begun yet. It's not as stressful
1: as you think. I would, I would say personally, it wasn't like terrible for me. And, um, now with all these like schools going like test optional and all this stuff and like changing and the world changing, I think it will. I really don't think it will be as bad as you think. And personally, coming from my experience, because it's it wasn't. like so hard
0: to connect with people, and it's like yeah, I don't know. It's I just agree. So hard to connect with them, and like now I just be like I'm mostly on my own now, so it's like it's hard. But usually, like I love to watch. Um, like sometimes I take breaks like how how you said and I literally just go on Netflix and just screw up. just go yeah. through like something <laughs> that is related to like what I'm feeling right now. Like that's why What I, shows like, have you been liking? Like like my all-time favorite show like except like Glee is Grey's Anatomy. I don't know why I love oh that show. Oh my god, so- I love Grey's oh, Anatomy. No, I love that show and like I'm so excited for the new season. So Me it's too. like I was like, oh, oh my, my god, watching the old seasons is crazy. It's so crazy it's to so- think because this- there's so many things you forget about
1: I and like know. so many little characters that you forget about. And I'm it's- like, oh my god, that's such a good show. I know. And I also one of my favorites is Jane the Virgin. I Have you love watched
0: that? Jane the Virgin. Like, oh my god, it's I watch so this good. several times. It's like I just really feel like, um, like throughout now, like since like school's gonna start, like those shows are the only thing that are keeping me out. Like, yeah, I just- literally, I can't <laughs> like i just like I'm, i take a moment i'm like you know i'm just going to watch netflix that's
1: so funny how have you been like staying connected with your friends
0: um that's a tough question i'll be honest with you that's a really tough question me to answer but um with me honestly like i mean i fit it off from a lot of people and like i think during this quarantine i just en- started to understand people better i feel no, like same. you know even though like this pandemic is not the best thing that happened like it's not the best thing that happened but it's not the worst thing that happened either It's like people don't yeah. really they only think negative about it and i don't like that because honestly like at this time it got me to think about more about myself and what mm. i want to do in my life and like when it comes to my friends i started to like like i guess in a way understand them a little yeah. bit better but not they're not always in a positive side but not always in a negative side so it's like yeah. I've been trying my best but it's like it's hard because like sometimes some friendships are not because you don't love that person anymore you don't want to it's just it's doomed to end and it's just it's yeah. faith it's literally like how life yeah. is and I can't I don't know
1: First up, we have Devin Elow, and we're super excited to have him. He's actually my voice teacher. Um, he was in the Broadway revivals of Miss Saigon and Les Mis, and he has a passion for collaborating on new work and creating new characters. He's also the coordinator of the Broadway Ambassadors program for Broadway's Babies, and he is a voice teacher that opened his own voice stu- own studio, Devin Elow Vocal Studio. Hi Devin. Hi Devin.
2: Hi Sloan. Hi Sarah. Next up
1: we have Katie Foffel and she is the artistic director and co-founder of Broadway's Babies. She is a voice slash music teacher and a multi-instrumentalist and a composer. She has been a private voice teacher and vocal coach to the Broadway community for the past 15 years with students appearing in over 30 Broadway shows. She appeared in Broadway's War Horse as Songwoman. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Sloane.
3: Hi, Sarah.
1: Our next guest is Luis Mora, and he is the coordinator of Urban Assembly Program for Broadway's Babies. He has over a decade's experience of working with young people in grades K through 12. Luis is bilingual, and he is a proud Colombian-American. His work in both education and performance have the common thread of being focused on representation for people of color and immigrant communities.
0: Luis, I have a question for you. I'm gonna start off with you. Um, who, what inspired you? What inspired you to be in the whole performing arts industry?
4: Ooh, that's a great question. So I actually feel like I kind of fell into it by complete accident. Uh, when I was very young, I wanted to be a hip-hop and reggaeton star. That was, like, my dream. And um, at the time, I was recording demos and doing, like, mixtapes and things like that. And it wasn't until someone kind of, like, approached me and was like, oh, actually, you have a really nice voice. You should really, like, study with someone and, and train on how to be a singer that I started to then take voice lessons um, a little bit at the time because I, I couldn't really afford them um, like weekly so I just did voice essence kind of like monthly and then through that is when I found musical theater because one of the very first songs that I learned was Corner of the Sky from Pippin um, and yeah and that's when I was like okay like this is something that I really like and then that's when I watched like the Rent movie was a really big inspiration Um, and little by little, I just started discovering like this music and it just kind of made sense to me. Um, so that's, that's how I started.
0: So Luis, we know that you've been doing a project where you translate Broadway songs into Spanish and me and Salon would love to ask you questions about it.
1: Luis, what inspired you to, um, translate all of these famous Broadway songs into Spanish?
4: So, that is very personal to me. I am um, a Colombian immigrant. I grew up in Colombia, and my parents are not um, English speakers. So... Um, when they come to visit me here in New York and stuff it's always it I just feel like there's a cultural disconnect between what I do and what they see in me because they're because this is just so foreign to them and so for me it became about how do I invite my family my parents into this world um, and then I found that so that that's been resonating with so many people um, and when you look at the spanish-speaking population in the USA there's so many. Um, that actually here's a fun fact there is you the u.s holds the second largest spanish-speaking population in the world there are more spanish speakers in the u.s than there are in spain and in colombia and in venezuela the only country to have more spanish speakers is mexico so that's the reason why i started doing that and it just kind of caught on and people have been responding super well to it
5: Teodosia me escribe cartas sin cesar La mantengo en calor, su marido fue a pelear El con británicos en Georgia, mantiene las colonias a favor Pues que se quede con Georgia, Teodosia es mi amor Con amor no hay opción, seres si santo o pecador. Te roba, te roba, te roba. Aún hacía que existir, reír y llorar y quebrar al fallar, continuar. Y tengo razón para convivir, a su lado seguir. Solo tengo que esperar, yo tengo que esperar. Mi abuelo predicó con pasión su Biblia, 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 Biblia. pero a tanto que se monece y nos olvida. Mi madre era genio, mi padre respeto exigio. Me dejaron sin instrucciones y su legado me quedó. Con la muerte no hay opción. Si eres alto o pecador, te roba, te roba, te roba. Aún así si hay que existir. Subir y hundir y quebrar, al fallar, continuar. Y tengo razón para proseguir. La gente que me amó no es aquí, yo tengo que esperar. Yo tengo que esperar. Esperar, esperar, esperar espera. mi vida mantengo. tiene indecisión no demuestra restricción te roba te roba te roba y es su forma de ganar siempre en su plan aumenta la apuesta al jugar si hay razones para triunfar y muerte engañar el maldito yo tengo que esperar yo tengo que esperar Por la vida no hay si eres alto pecador, te roba te roba te roba Una, si hay que existir su
0: I personally loved it like it was I love that it was song like too. like I loved when like he got into the song and he started to use his hand I was like oh my god he was <laughs> he was like he was it's like he showed how you felt so I was like good job good job
4: thank you
1: I have a question for all of you um in the pandemic how has your teaching been affected and um, kind of what limitations and what I'm I'm sure there are some advantages, if any. Um, and then what work have you kind of been able to do with during the pandemic that you haven't been able to do before?
2: I'm going to be really honest. One thing that I have loved about teaching in the pandemic is that pants are optional.
3: Um, <laughs> I think
2: that's something we can all agree with, especially right now during this podcast. So,
3: yay us! Um, <laughs>
2: Uh, But um, I mean, aside from that, I think an awesome challenge that we've had, a cool thing, is to challenge ourselves as teachers to ask, like, is, is teaching online, especially music education and voice teaching? is it only possible if you already know that your student and their voice and their habits? Mm -hmm. So it challenges me to to look at some of the students that I've had for years and go, okay, I kind of know your habits, so I can tell that that's in person, I would really know, but I'm pretty sure you're doing that. But with newer students, especially, it makes me want, and crave to be more present in every moment of, and watch them and be so um, so present with them physically and in an aural way so I can experience what their sound is. It really makes, it's a cool challenge as a teacher. So that that is something that gets frustrating, but at the same time is a very, very important charge for us as teachers to really be present and cognizant. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like one of the things that I have actually enjoyed about teaching virtually is typically I am behind a piano and- my lesson. So I'm playing for all of my students and, and um, it's, you know, it's a different experience playing for people and watching them at the same time. Your, your focus is a little bit divided. And what I do love about the pandemic is, you know, people are singing to recordings in their own spaces. So I get to really just really sit and watch and I can catch things that I've not been able to see sometimes, or really kind of dive into things that maybe are a little bit deeper um, in certain ways, technically, or, you know, expression or creativity wise that I, haven't been able to do necessarily in the room, which has been really nice. And um, I've also been able to teach people all over the States and around the world. Like I have students that I teach in Japan and students that I teach in Turkey and um, students that I teach all over the US. And now I'm able to do that. So that's pretty nice.
4: Yeah. For me, I think the the biggest challenge is that uh, a big part of my teaching is uh, a little bit of touch. So now, obviously, because we are not in the same room, now I have to uh, have an, a completely different system for achieving the same result. Um, so it becomes like a, a signal game. It's a little bit of like Pictionary sometimes. Um, because even, even orally, there might be a delay. Uh, it might be that also when, when on Zoom when you're speaking, it sometimes can block the sound of the person Uh, coming in so I also try really hard to not speak when someone is singing because then I'm losing their sound Um, so I think for me that's been like the biggest technical challenge Uh, but the best challenge is that um, like Katie said now we can just offer these things to anyone and there's no sort of like rules about Oh, we have to meet at this, uh, you know, in this studio or this rehearsal room. And, you know, I have to pay this amount of dollars per hour. Like now that can all be kind of streamlined to just uh, the teaching.
2: I think um, something that you just kind of, you know, brought up in my head, Luis, is that I'm going to thank the pandemic for actually kind of forcing us to really slow down and not be possibly so goal-oriented because mm-hmm. we don't have that audition next mm-hmm. week. We, di- yeah. we didn't have this concert and performance. We uh, so And I know this is a big thing for you too, Katie. Um, it's so beautiful to actually stop and go, wait, what, what do I actually want to do with my music? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do with my voice when there's possibly nothing to prepare for? Mm-hmm. Um, and that lets us be really, really mindful of ourselves which I think sometimes in this in this in the entertainment industry and stuff you can actually lose and so we've all regained parts of ourselves as students and teachers um, and as artists and I think that is such a a thank you to the pandemic Mm -hmm. actually.
1: Yeah I think I've had a lot of time for reflection as I as I look towards college and look towards the future in general just to kind of figure out what I want and what really what I should do and there's a lot I feel like there's a lot more time of course
0: I do have a question for all you guys um how has the industry changed since you started well back <laughs> in
4: 1800 <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's going yeah
4: Um, I think one of the biggest things that has changed has been access to the sort of history or even the context of what it is that we're doing. Back Back in my day and back in our time, when we were studying, you know, theater musical, theater music, you had to go, I mean, if you wanted to find a performance, if you wanted to hear a recording, oh, mama, it was... A journey. You had to go to the library. You had to go check out the audio. So it, it was a big struggle to get information. But now it's... Now it's easy as like a Google search. Easy as a Google search. And even beyond that, because Google can give you a lot of like data, right? But you can actually hear it now. You can go on Spotify and you can listen to as many cast recordings as you want.
2: the idea of how we fit into this industry that's really changed for me um, the idea of finding your corner of the sky has changed for me hmm. um, for me personally I can only speak from experience you know when I, throughout growing up uh, I mean honestly my favorite show is like, missed right Mm -hmm. and there was never there was never ever an Asian marriage ever Mm -hmm. by the time I had graduated college there was one the show was over 20 years old there was one Mm -hmm. and then you know all this time later really mean all this time later. There are only two, but guess what? Mm. Not only am I the second one, but now there are two, which means Mm -hmm. there are, there will be more. And I think that has changed and shifted over the years. Like the way that the industry, there may be more people involved, but for those of us who have often been typified, um, to be in certain roles, there's so much more access and opportunity for us to break barriers and find different ways of fitting in that we then we wouldn't have been able to fit in Mm -hmm. 10-15 years ago Mm -hmm. so that's exciting too. that is exciting
3: we're so so glad to spend this time with you and thank you for the really amazing questions too i really appreciate it like it made me think a lot it was really lovely to spend some time talking with you
5: Bye-bye-bye.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> and don't forget, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in with Sarah and Sloan Take the City.
1: This podcast was produced by Broadway's Babies, and for more information on them, please go to www.broadwaysbabies.com.
3: Thank you.